Last time on Exiled, Jean Grey and Warlock found that Sarah had left the Kree base out in space to try and save Angela, inadvertently starting a battle with the Graces that was escalated when a massive cannon erupted from the ground. Meanwhile in Wakanda, Wendigo and Dr. Nemesis stopped the reign of the Black Panther T'Challa II and helped to establish a new government with Killmonger as the leader. Let's find out what happens this week on Exiled. Hi, I'm James. I play a Wendigo. The indefinite article is important because should Luke ever kill my character, I will either a quit the show in a huff or two just come back as a new Wendigo because there can be many and have been many. In fact, even on this very podcast, the, the Wendigo I'm currently playing is Francois Frank Lartigue, a Métis fur trapper and hunter who was forced to succumb to cannibalism in the Canadian wild and was cursed to become the Wendigo, a large, white, furry dad who sometimes eats people. And you can find me on giantbomb.com, uh, user Leesk. I'm Jen. I play Amora the Enchantress. She's an Asgardian goddess and sorceress and the head of the exiled organization. Um, and I play Warlock, who is a good techno-organic space boy who uh, is both a robot and an alien. I'm Kaylee. I play the teenage time-traveling Jean Grey of the X-Men. Oh, and I'm Devin, and I play Dr. Nemesis. Uh, he is a former Nazi hunter turned scientist for the X-Men. And I'm Luke, your game master. So it is the like final day before you uh, get headed to Claws Island, where you're going to have to like fly out to Norway and then take a boat from Norway to his secret island. And so you're getting your packing done. So Gene... And Warlock and Sarah and Angela are jumping into the uh, massive opening that is opened up for a cannon that is now pointed at the Kree satellite base. And as you descend down, what is down here does not make a lot of sense. Like there aren't ma there isn't this massive underground installation. It's sort of a perfunctory. Oh. We need a room that can have a massive cannon erupting out of it. Oh, one of those rooms. And yeah, yeah. With a like single entrance to it, it does not make a lot of sense. And at the controls for the cannon, which is pretty much a targeting joystick and a big red button for firing it, and presumably also turning it off, is superior. And so as you land, what are your cool one-liners? See you laser. <laughs> Stop doing that, please. 
<laughs> Superior looks over to you. Darlings, I didn't expect you to betray me so quickly. Have you been working with the Cree the entire time? Not really. We're pretty confused. <laughs> we just don't want people to die. That's an easy sentiment to have, Warlock. I I can see why a dreamer like you would want that, but the world isn't that simple. The universe isn't that simple. Do you know what the Cree want? Enlighten us, please. Can I start reading off the Wikipedia article about the Cree? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want, she's going to get into her uh, rant, but if you want to get in some lines for good audio, yes. The Cree brief. <laughs> no, this is a, the word fictional appears too many times in this. <laughs> I'm scamming this article for something. Freedom ring. Speed creating. Yeah, this is a a lot of information. Any any good outtakes from it, Luke? Who knows everything about Marvel? The Cree just want all of the pasta for a big old pizza pie. Oh my god. Is that like the aspect that you're looking for? Is that really the answer? It could be. Quitting. The only thing I had to drink tonight was some mouthwash, and I didn't oh. really drink that. I just switched it around. Ooh. Yeah. Sorry, just launch into her thing. I don't I I've got nothing. Darlings, the Kree seek control over this entire galaxy, going planet by planet. Those who won't submit to their will fall under their boot. It doesn't matter where their differences lie. If they won't submit, they'll be forced to. And that oppression of freedom is awful. One culture's idea is becoming the entire norm, not just for a single country or planet, for entire systems, it's it, it's ludicrous. And we've become outlaws for resisting them, for saying no, for creating a planet that would be safe. I, I cannot abide by their philosophy. And if these as guardians are willing to work with them, if they're willing to allow the oppression of billions of other people, then I I will happily be a villain for them. But I have made a place that is safe and that is welcoming and that teaches people to defend themselves. And you're willing to, what, sacrifice it for... I, I honestly don't know. I know you came for a fighting tournament, but that's about all. And I've trusted you because I try and trust people implicitly as much as possible. But the Cree, I, I know their kind. I know their philosophy. And I cannot let it stand. Warlock turns to Angela with big saucer eyes. What, Warlock? But friend, friend Angela wouldn't be working with them if that was 
the case. Right? There's there's a value to law and order, and sometimes there must be sacrifices made. Well, that sounds more like a villain's speech than Suspiria's. <laughs> what? Do you never sacrifice your own personal freedoms to live on Earth without being persecuted? Are you... It doesn't always have to be a slippery slope. There can be grays and ambiguity, and there can be sacrifices made for the greater good. Understandings that just because we want to do something, we cannot. Damn it, how am I supposed to react to all of this? Self was not prepared for this level of philosophy. <laughs> when I came to this planet, I saw women and just... Aliens who were being persecuted, who saw a myth that they needed, and they were being manipulated by a greater force that I couldn't abide by. And so I decided to use that energy to make a better world. And I have. The people here are all fed. They're taken care of. They're, they're safe, except for that Cree base. And we're making a place that will allow them to continue to survive in this universe. I I don't know what you want from me. If it's simply to not blow up the Kree, then give me a better solution to deal with them. Um, at this point, I think uh, the so the lights sort of go off on the mech, and it like the cockpit like goes dark. <laughs> Like, it's shutting down for uh, an internal uh, conference. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, Gene can hook up a uh, quick psychic uh, chat line between the two of you for a quick conversation in the oh, moment. I, I mean, my Do you face also want just, to include Sarah or My, my face just moves to the inside <laughs> of the cockpit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my god, this visual. <laughs> Warlock, the poor bot dealing with high level complex I'm like uh, five. moral issues. <laughs> I'm 16. That's not much better. 16 going on 17. What can we do? What's the least dyingest solution? Uh, well, you can look at it at the perspective of you need to make sure you can get to that tournament no matter what, because that's part of your mission. Are we helping the wrong side if we do that? Well, I mean, it, it comes to a question of what side is right and wrong here? Does it matter in this perspective? And I mean, if you want, you can do a uh, some quick information checks to see if you can. Don't find you out love more. those arcs of Marvel where they just drop the like kids book characters into the like super dark gray morality books? Uh, it's called Power Pack. They literally send a bunch of toddlers to watch the Morlocks getting killed. Power pack, my friends. <laughs> Yikes. 
uh yeah roll me a uh yeah telepathy I, check i would also like to sort of uh start uh comp- obsessively like scanning and compiling information to try and make a moral decision based on uh computers yeah. uh give me a uh, reason check warlock uh that was in 93 so that's in the red okay so i will let you ask me four questions and what? gene what did you get uh 99 <laughs> okay so you will also get four questions that you can get out of the minds of the people around you okay well i want to know whether i want to weigh us completing like what us completing our mission and getting these dangerous materials out of the economy will do as opposed to uh what um stopping the Cree will do in terms of like positive outcomes so warlock is as you said before essentially five years old so you're asking him for like multiple long-term implications of what trading will do right or like what shutting down this will do so i mean you're just getting a lot a lot of question marks i won't count that as one of your questions but if you want to know more about the base or what's going on here or like information in the feeds like you can do that like you can be like oh what are the Kree's plans if they are going to try and take over this world or what have you that one i want that one okay so the Kree's plans if they see gold nab omega as a threat which they do and if they see it as a actively criminal organization which they do they're going to send in a judge uh they've already got some lower level administrators in here but a judge would essentially be able to like take a weapon and destroy massive parts of the planet that's not what judging means kree law so those who resist will likely get killed and those who uh, run away will eventually be hounded down and arrested and put into prison or executed because this is a criminal planet and what are the graces gonna do (laughs) uh the graces if they are left unabated they're going to continue building their organization and so far resources have seemed to be fine so far they've got enough uh commerce going in between but it's going to be something where eventually the galactic governments are going to have to either recognize them and deal with them somehow. Superior is probably not thinking too far in the long term, especially with the amount of uh, like illegal trading that she is doing. It's very much a, hey, I need a first step. I need to set up an economy here. I need a way to provide for all of these people who are in my care. Let's have a gene question. Um, so why are Angela and Sarah on board with what the Kree are doing? So there have been Asgardian weapons that, and Asgardian materials that have been moved through the uh, Graces Trade Organization that have been traced back to them that the Graces have gotten through Mr. Claw. 
And so they're working with the Kree because the Kree are willing to work right now to shut down the Graces. But they're okay with, like, possible planet destroying. They're very much lawful, neutral, as long as it doesn't personally affect them. Mm-hmm. And so we've gotten two warlock questions and one gene question. Do you want to give me another question right now? Okay, and what's Mr. Claw's full deal again? Like, what are the full implications of what he's doing? So, uh, from what you know and from what you're gathering here, he has access to a wide range of materials, weapons, artifacts, uh, bits of technology, and the scale that he has them and the ability and network that he's made that's able to deal with them is staggeringly immense there may be some levels that are connected to other universes there might be some that are like other planes of reality time travel all sorts of he's just getting stuff from all over that he should not be able to and he is bringing that into a single world for control and for dispensing and selling them This is hard. Okay, I have my third question. Okay. Um. So, Warlock, having been hooked up to the all the information of Exiled, has uh, read up on the 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 Tenth Realm and their sort of uh, complex system of uh, murder capitalism. Um, mm-hmm. What what kind of deal could he or the graces make with Angela and t- to purchase the uh the graces lives and um yeah basically to purchase their lives okay that is a good uh question so the uh Angela and Sarah are ultimately here because there are Asgardian goods that are being channeled through that should not be. If you're able to make a deal where the graces staying alive would be a better benefit than working with the Kree to destroy them, that would be good. Having a entire planet of uh like uh aliens from all over that are essentially like space valkyries that could be a very appealing deal wait so so making the sort of planet a con like contractors for asgard essentially yeah okay uh gene do you have a third question um i'm still thinking but i like the make a deal idea mm-hmm Okay, do you have a fourth question for Warlock? Or would you like some guidance? I mean, okay, my plan is, uh, I think we should pitch this to Superior. Mm-hmm. Um, do we need to know anything else on how to do that? Like, what? what is the Grace's tie to these Asgardian weapons? And like, what would what would get them to give it up? Or like, is there any chance of them giving them up? Uh, with the uh, graces, it's pretty much just another resource they have access to that they're able to sell. Okay. Like they don't need to sell this if they can find something else of value. It would be 
good enough for them. They're just dealing with whatever they have on hand that is worth value or worth money. Uh, so, Jean, did you have any other questions? Or Kaylee? <laughs> How did she get the power to take over? So, peering into Superior's mind, uh, when she came here, there was a entity named Glorian the World Shaper. And Glorian has the ability to limitedly alter reality. And she was able to harness him to make the planet more sustainable than it was before and to make technology and other things as required, which is how she, for example, suddenly got this big old cannon to show up. Hmm. And you got one final question. Oh, boy. Should we ask how we get to him, I guess? Yeah, how do we talk to old Glorian? Uh, Glorian is... Uh, currently, as far as you can tell, inside the cannon itself, which is still aiming to explode. Oh, hell yeah. I bet I can interface with that. <laughs> uh, okay, Jeannie. What's our plan here? Maybe you... Uh, w- can you talk to... Um, Superior, while I I try and talk to Gloria, <laughs> Glorian. All right. I think uh, I I think we're just uh, we're we're doing telepathic at this point. <laughs> okay. It, it, it got too slow trying to convey it by sound by speech. Yep. So Warlock, you are connected to Glorian telepathically. Hello. Hello. Uh, did did I hear someone? Hello, this is Warlock. Are are you Entity Glorian? Uh, yeah. Are you like Adam Warlock? No, 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 no. Just Warlock. Ah, yeah, yeah, I'm... uh, I I guess I am still Glorian. Um, how, how are you reaching me? Uh, uh, self is, uh interfacing uh oh okay uh so uh what what, what's happening why why are you interfacing gene why is self-interfacing i don't actually know what i need to ask him i haven't gotten that far um can he not blow anybody up just yet yeah could, could you please hold off on blowing up uh, the spaceship until we have a moment? Maybe maybe shields. Shields are good. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can do that. And the uh, weapon emits a large blast which disseminates in space forming a sort of like bubble shield over Gold Thad Omega. And we cut over to Gene uh, and Superior, and also Angela and Sarah. So, the 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 cockpit opens up again, <laughs> and <laughs> they can actually see me. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So, what were we talking about again before we got on the questions tangent? Oh, there's been like maybe a brief conversation going on out here. 
Ah, Jean, darling, how nice of you to join us again. Have you finally made your decision? Uh... <laughs> 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 like, deliberately stalling while, while Warlock tries to talk to this Glorian guy. The, uh, the cannon blasts a massive shield out there. Sarah and Angela are like, no! Don't worry, don't worry. Friends, friends, it is okay. It, it, it's, a, it's a shield gun now, it's, it's good. Um, uh, self and Jean and Self have a proposition uh, to fix this... Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, imbroglio. Yes, that's a good five dollar word for it. Well, darlings, what do you have? Um, I, I... Grace's, Grace's planet should purchase Grace's planet's lives from angels, from Angela, and then then Angela won't have to help Cree and Grace's planet can go on. Grace's should probably give up Asgardian stuff. Then no one has to die. Plus, plus contracts work for everyone on planet. Possibly. Wait, how did... Hmm. No, darling, I, I think I see what you're saying. So we offer to no longer traffic in Asgardian goods specifically and offer our services as a training and a military resource to the Asgardians, essentially? Yes. I, I give uh, Jean a big thumbs up for helping telepathically because <laughs> that clearly happened. <laughs> <laughs> you both. You thumbs up each other. I did not get that. Yep. <laughs> We're doing this flawlessly, by the way. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. See, it would uh, help everyone. It would work, and we don't have to help uh, scary uh, scary war aliens. Angela and Sarah, like, stare into each other's eyes for, like, what feels like a minute or two, just silently communicating, and they they break... Yes, I believe that would be acceptable. We uh, have no need to enter into contract then, and as we say, nothing for nothing. So shutting down the illegal trafficking of Asgardian goods is ultimately our goal here, and I'd rather not see the Kree gain more strength, especially if we have someone who can bend reality in the world, so... A deal has been struck, and we shall deal with the Kree on our own path as Asgard. And at this moment, uh, we discover what the shoulder cannons actually are. They're big speakers because they play. <laughs> and some confetti shoots. Yeah. Super big high five. Yeah, Warlock somehow Warlock somehow gives Gina a high five while still being the mech. 
and superior has a contract print out of the cannon like a <laughs> printing slot comes out of it with the basic contract it's that old, pr- it's that and... old printer paper with the dots on the side <laughs> yep. yes dot matrix in the uh green and white lines alternating yeah and uh superior hands it over angela and sarah uh like look it over and sign it and uh the shield comes down the uh ground pushes back up as the cannon recedes and all of you are back in a restored uh version of gold dab omega sarah and angela leave uh to go take care of the kree and you're like fun a week here is otherwise pretty relaxed uh you get a bit more training angela does return once the paperwork has been signed the kree are forced to leave their base as like 50 thors circle mm-hmm. around it and uh force them out and uh yeah you are going with angela as the primary combatant with gene as a secondary and warlock as a support and you have been uh chartered a spot on a space bus space bus space bus and nobody blew up Mm -hmm. you found a peaceful solution and warlock got his confidence and i got to actually use my small amount of marvel knowledge to actually solve a problem on this show good job wow we did a game Mm -hmm. thank goodness i played angela that one time for multiversal q (laughs) (laughs) i know all about murder capitalism nothing for nothing leaves nothing but you gotta have something if you want to be with me oh my god and it's over <laughs> and the good moment has ended <laughs> it. and yep. i'm quitting the podcast <laughs> bye so it is the like final day before you uh, get headed to Claws Island where you're going to have to like fly out to Norway and then take a boat from Norway to his secret island. And so you're getting your packing done. Claw comes in to uh, greet you. Uh, Wendigo. Greetings, Francois. Uh, hey, Scudworth. How's it going? I don't get that reference. Sorry, sorry. Not Scudworth. Uh, Sorry, uh, edit this in, edit this in instead. Just cancel this report. Uh, what's up, Mr. Butler John? Wesley. I wanted to say thank you for your training with me. It helped me to find more comfort with myself as I am. Do you remember our discussion on transhumanism? No. Ha. That Wendigo, you are always such a kidder. Thank you for your help, friend. And he holds out his arms for a hug with you. I hug him, I guess. 
he uh, gives you a, a small wrapped box or well, a, a reasonably large wrapped box. How large is it? Imagine that being done in an extremely borscht belt voice. How large is it? Like that? No, no. These like old like vaudeville borscht belt uh, routines where like someone would say, it's pretty big. And then the audience would go, how big is it? Uh, it's about the size of like three shoeboxes stacked on top of each other. We're talking like boot shoe boxes or like sneaker shoe boxes? Uh, boot shoe boxes. Oh, that's pretty big. Yeah. I had the boys whip this up for you. Uh, thank, thank you. Uh, can I open it now or should I wait? Yes, you can open it now. I, 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 I unwrap the box as James Leesk, the person, does in real life much to the uh, frustration of everyone he knows, which is I do not rip the, I do not rip the paper. I, be- I break all the seals with the tape and carefully unfold <laughs> the wrapping paper. Uh, so that's, a, we... that's a real thing that I do. I want to make that clear. Chase oh, no. hates it. I know people who do that. And now I know another one. Uh, so what is inside is a large belt. It is a wrestling belt in red and black and purple. And on it, it says Wakandan King of Wrestling on the medallion. And there is a picture of a guy suplexing a panther. Holy shit, Claw, this is the greatest. I understood this might be something that you would like. I immediately put it on. And I don't mean I drape it over my shoulder like punk-ass champions do. I, I wear the belt. He has made sure that it is fitted for you. It'll fit no one else, which is fine, because I'm never giving it up. <laughs> I appreciate your help. And we cut over to Dr. Nemesis and uh, Dr. Slay is in there with you. And what has Dr. Nemesis been most interested in fashioning during his time here? Uh, just different stuff with the atom or with the um, vibranium. Like weapons or Yeah, some of the new weapons. Well, like give me give me a bit more description on what you want to uh, make here. I don't know, Luke. Or... <sighs> <laughs> I I appreciate your help that you've uh, brought me. Your rather uncouth tactics have helped us to make massive leaps and bounds with our technology. And our use of vibranium. Yes, you're welcome. It is nice that you're able to uh, get your country back up and running. Yes, that will be... Wonderful. We are looking at using the uh, new technological advances to help some of the more impoverished parts and some of the more resource uh, lacking parts of Wakanda. So your uh, help has been great. I, I did want to give you a gift that we made for you. And she 
uh, pulls out a a uh, shoebox sized gift, more tennis shoes sized. And uh, she hands it to you. I open it. Inside is a framed honorary doctorate for the University of Wakanda. We thought that uh, you could use another doctorate to go on the wall. <laughs> honorary doctorate. Uh, you didn't fucking earn this. They give this shit to sitcom stars. Ah, yes. I could definitely use more. I'm sure that everyone will be very impressed with my piece of paper. She sees that you are not really into it. And uh, she says, and uh, turn the box upside down. Fine. And a number of vibranium uh, edged daggers fall out. There's about a dozen of them there. Those should help you when your uh, scalpel is not enough. Ah, yes. No, this this would be much better. I know. Colleague. She says uncertainly. Mm. Yes, fine. And, uh... Yeah, so that scene ends. And eventually... Uh, Killmonger holds a big old feast at the end, basically as a thank you for all of the work that you've done. So there's food, there's music. It's like the uh, party on the first night, except on a royal scale. There are people in the streets. There's a few people who were going to go and dress up as Wendigo, but decided that it would not be the uh, best thing since a few people were trying to just use old Manape costumes that they had. But there's some uh, bootleg Wendigo merchandise out there now. Like Wendigo t-shirts. Wendigo king of uh, Wakanda style wrestling. Dr. Nemesis starts making his drinks again. I rolled a 90, Luke. Once again, they're off the hook. I want to make it clear. I signed an official merchandising deal. Oh, yeah. But, you know, there's like uh, the universal equivalent of T-Fury and all the people who are making illegal bootleg, non-licensed I'm shirts. suing them all into oblivion. <laughs> uh, there's been a uh, offer to get some of your cocktail recipes into a book as well, Dr. Nemesis. Yes, I would love some new royalty checks in case I end up back here again. <laughs> and so there's the uh, Dr. Nemesis's guide to alcoholic uh intoxicants that is uh you know it's a just small bar book but it's one of those things that after a few months it's going to be pretty big everywhere especially in some of the more bougie uh cocktail lounges of course and killmonger invites you to sit next to him at the final meal he's at the head of the table uh, Wendigo's to his left and Nemesis is to his right. Thank you both, my friends, for helping me to bring my country back from the brink. If your mission somehow does not go well, then we shall... Uh... Well, you are always welcome back to Wakanda. I, I truly value our friendship, if I can call it that. 
No, 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 no. You can. You can. Thank you. And thank you very much. Uh, here is my business card so that you can reach me. Even if I, if even if I'm not able to come back, my phone does work in any universe. Thank you. And is there anything else that I can get you as a gift for all of the work that you have done? Uh, has anyone eaten T'Challa yet? He had to be returned to the necropolis, though I do have uh, something special prepared for you. I don't tell me it's fucking jackfruit pulled people. No, no. That was out of character. That wasn't in character. Oh, no. Have you heard of the jackfruit pulled pork? Yep. It's okay. Anyone who says it's indistinguishable from pork is lying. Yeah. It's good. It just, like, we should talk about it as being good jackfruit and not bad pulled pork. It's like when my landlord said that a really good portobello mushroom was the same thing as a steak. Yeah, that's not true. Yeah, I think we've had that. It's, it's, I think it's very good in a completely different way. I'm pretty sure. Well, not completely different. I guess they don't have a lot of naturally occurring glutamates. Yeah, but I think we've had this like exact discussion before as far as what my uh, landlord did. That was a lie. But uh, no, he, he has had some uh, specialty chefs uh, cook you up some long pig. Nice. Mm-hmm. And there's also a uh, big bag of uh, long pig jerky for you. Oh, hell yeah. Thank you. Actually, there, there's a few of them. Like, there's the spicy stuff. There's the more of a barbecue flavor. So you've got a variety. I put it in my fanny pack. Uh, this is like more of you You have a uh, backpack that you ended up getting while you were here. And it, it fits in there. Like, this is maybe 10 pounds of jerky. Oh, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And it's real people? It is real people. Nice. We uh, found some people where, well, it was one guard specifically who it was what he was into. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, well, Dr. Nemesis, you... What was his name? Mark. <laughs> nice. I whisper. I, I, I whisper to the backpack full of meat. I'm gonna eat you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Doctor Nemesis, while you did not necessarily risk your life for our country, the same way that uh, he didn't kill anyone. Yeah, yeah. Well, he he, he killed people. I did also and, free uh, all of your compatriots. We uh, appreciate that. So, if there's anything I can get you, if there's anything you need for travel. Please let me know. I tend to get hurt a lot. I would like some medicine so that I can try to heal myself in the future. Uh, yes, I can make sure that Anome will provide you with our technology or with uh, some of our medicines that can help you to heal at a quicker pace. And some coffee. I don't know when we'll get some again. Uh, if you want the Wakandan brew, that is a possibility. But you are you are only going to uh, Europe where they drink a lot more coffee. And uh, Wendigo, is there anything else that I can get for you? No, no, no. I mean, the, between the belt 
in the people to eat, in the friendship. It's all been really wonderful. Thank you so much. Then we shall party. And you guys have a good party. I'm not going to make you roll like you're able to I party. I rolled a 65 to party. And I already, ro- Almost I already nice. rolled the 90. That was to make drinks. Yeah, but that was for the party. It was all rolled into one last time, Luke. It still <laughs> rolled all into one this time. <laughs> Just roll again and say you rolled another 90. Fine, I roll again. I rolled a nat 100, Luke. Uh, so yeah you have a good final party and a good night's sleep and in the morning you are flown out by dr slay on one of the wakandan jets to a airport and from there you are sent on your cruise ship out and uh, it's it's like really weird because you're going from uh, landing in this major airport. You have a few like uh, chartered buses that you ride out. And then the final port where you're leaving from just has this small like tourist boat, even though as far as you can tell, there's no like tourist sides or no tourist sites around here. And there are some uh, strange characters who are getting onto the boat with you. The uh, biggest is this, like, large guy. Not necessarily as large as Wendigo, but maybe, like, only a foot smaller. He's pretty wide, though. A pipsqueak. And, uh, yeah, he, and he smells, like, awful. And he, uh, he sees you and says, Where are you going Hopefully away from you. Have you heard of this thing called the shower? I've been in showers of blood. Yes, so have we all. But then we go use this thing. It's called soap. If you're looking to give me a reason to kill you, that sounds good enough for me. Are you also going to this claw tournament? Yeah, sure. I pick him up and throw him into the sun. <laughs> Roll a strength check. Okay, that's not great. It's a 38. So, uh, that's in the... I mean, that is still in the green. Uh, you, like, throw him up and he lands in the water. And he, he does not look happy about that. Uh, roll me a uh, recognition check. Or roll me a... Uh, Reason check, you get a plus two column shift bonus, Dr. Nemesis, and Wendigo, uh, you know, I'll give you also a plus two column shift bonus. I rolled a 92, so I'm in the red. I rolled a 77, I'm in the yellow. So both of you recognize this to be Sabretooth, who you have different relationships. I, I don't know what wrestler would probably be the best to compare Sabretooth to, like, what real world wrestler but like that's who Sabretooth was in your universe Wendigo I didn't care for him I throw him into the sun again (laughs) (laughs) 
He uh, he's going to uh, grapple back at you. With I'm going to shoot him with my. Tra- I rolled in the red. I'm going to shoot him with my train gun so he can't grapple back. <laughs> he rolled in the red as I well. I rolled an 84 to shoot him. The amount of absolutely high rolls are making me suspicious. I rolled a 54. Then I, the I, also, I also rolled a really low one before. Like I've rolled all over the place. I've rolled low. Oh no, no, not you. The show was a no, 10. No. Not There's you, no James. cheating and lying here, Luke. I don't trust the way that you said that. Anyways, uh, I rolled again, and I rolled a 91. So, further in the red. You do not have the strength to single-handedly throw him into the sun. How <laughs> you far do I push throw him? him? You push him off into the water again. And he <laughs> climbs back in. If you do that another time, I'm going to have to show you what I'm waiting to show, Mr. Claw. What's that? A tattle on us? I'm here to kill that dwarf. Is that the word we're supposed to use? I feel like that's not the word we're supposed to use. (laughs) Well, Sabretooth's a jerk. He also generally refers to women and anyone weaker to him as frails. So that doesn't seem great. No, he he's he's sort of a, a horrible garbage person, no matter how they try to redeem him. But yeah, some other people get onto the boat and it takes off heading towards Mr. Claw's mysterious island. And so we will get to the tournament next time on Exiled. I throw him into the sun again. <laughs> <laughs> Before he joined the Exiled team, we take a look at what Wendigo was doing at an Orange Julius in Canada. Hi, welcome to the Orange Julius. What would you like today? Uh, could I have a large Orange Julius original, please? Would you like to make that extra large for our promotion? It's only 30 cents more. Sure. Okay. And have you tried our new flavor of Orange Julius? I don't want any other flavor. I only want Orange Julius original. Okay. Uh, want one extra large Orange Julius original. So, uh, yeah, you, you, you can just go over down the line, sir. Next. Yeah, um, uh, hi, uh. What 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 do you serve at this uh, fine establishment? Ah, uh, well, we serve all sorts of very good orange Juliuses. What, what's an orange Julius? It's like a it, it's like a frothy orange drink. It's there's nothing else like it. So it's like a creamsicle, but in drink form. Not, not quite, because it's it's a bit more malty in a way. It's like not. Uh, I I can't drink. What? What do you mean by that? It's not really malty at all. Yeah, they're not really malty, Luke. I know they're not really malty. But this person who's working at the Windig Orange Ju- or at the Orange Julius is not aware of that. I'm pretty sure they would be. There's like five ingredients in it. Also. They're teens who work at an Orange Julius. They've had one before. 
it's my first day. I, I, I really don't know. Wow, you're not very good. Um... Well, well, OK, there is misty slush, unflavored base, water, dextrose, citric acid, salt, and that that's all the important things in it. Ooh, but I'm allergic to that citric stuff you mentioned. Is there any way that you could remove that? Uh, I think it comes pre-made, sort of. Like, we've got the big machine back there that Brad, that Brad runs. Do you know Brad? No. Oh, uh, Brad and I go to high school together. I'm going to ask him to prom. That's cool. I'm very happy for you. Mm-hmm. I know. Did you ever go to prom? Yes. No, no, I, I, I was talking to the guy waiting for his drink. Uh, I don't know. What do you, what do you mean you don't know? Like, you either went or you didn't go. No, I mean, I, I have memory issues. Also, uh, you must be new to Canada. We don't call it prom here. We call it grad. And it's not, it's kind of different. It's not really that important. Uh, well, you must be confused because we're, we're in Albany, New York. Right now. Why would Wendigo be in Albany, New York? Wrestling tournament. No, he's in Canada. Sorry to know but you. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it actually called again? Grad. So, have you ever been to grad? I don't know. I have memory issues, like I said. Well, uh, do you want to come to grad? Uh, I think I'm a few decades older than you. It might be a little weird. Uh, you should find someone your own age, kid. Yeah, but I mean, there's Brad, but Brad isn't. Brad thinks that when Brad thinks that wind. Brad thinks that Orange Julius is is not a stable job. Got in three, for a buddy. Teenager. Got in three. <laughs> it's the rule of threes. I just like had this dream that maybe somewhere there's an entire Orange Julius organization run by Windigos, and they call it Orange Windigos. I just like my smoothie, if that's okay. Okay, Keith, how how is that uh extra large? Uh, see, now I know you've never been dude. to an Orange Julius because you're presupposing there are three people working there at once. And like at most, you're getting two. There's a... yeah. Keith is the manager here. Not manager. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Does not matter. There are two people there that talks. <laughs> the only one near Ooh, me is Diet uh, Coke. <laughs> the only one uh the only one near me is also Dairy Queen. Oh yeah, Dairy Queen <laughs> needs more Dairy Queen needs more staff. Mm-hmm. So do they have the dairy do they have the combination ones in Canada? Yeah. Well, I mean, they don't really have okay. com- they're not really combination ones per se in that just Dairy Queens have a portion of the menu that is Orange Julius. But like mm-hmm. it's just 
a Dairy Queen, the sign. But we also have in malls standalone, like, um, or just like just Orange Julius kiosks. So, are you seeing this as being one yeah. of those places? Yeah, when it goes like... at the mall. Oh, okay, yeah. He's not going to Dairy Queen. He doesn't trust Dairy Queen staff to make an Orange Julius. Okay, well, uh, here here's your uh, extra large original. Thank you. Oh, sorry, sorry, mm-hmm. sorry. Thank you. Uh, no problem. So, uh, have a nice day and we'll see you again at Orange Julius. Uh, shouldn't I pay, kid? Oh, oh, sorry. I thought that your winning personality... No, 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 I, I can't say that again. That's how I got fired from Canadian Tire. Yeah, the, yeah, the greatest store on Earth. I know, I know. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, that is going to be a boot 350. Man, this was a while ago. I pay. Yeah. With the card? Or does Wendigo carry cash? Wendigo carries cash. He doesn't trust the government. Okay, and here's your change. So, uh... I put some in the tip thing. Yeah. I put a quarter in the tip thing. Thank you very much. So, uh... Now, what do you you want? Do you want an Orange Julius original? Oh, yes. Yes, sir. I would like an Orange Julius original. And some pretzels. Devin, did your character get like laryngitis in this couple minutes? What happened to that other guy? What happened to Point Dexter? Well, you see, you kind of stopped taking orders and started talking to another customer, and he got kind of pissed and left. What a jerk. Or you're just a crappy team who are bad at at their jobs. Because even I was concerned Uh. moving on. Uh, uh, my dude, uh, I'm gonna have to ask you to be polite to the service staff. Uh, like, listen, they're just they're just trying their best. There's there's no need to be rude. Step off, sir. Uh, uh, a kid. Uh, wh- what's your name? Griffiny. What's your Christian name? Griff. Okay, Griff, uh, I'm going to need you to turn around, close your eyes, cover, uh, plug your ears. Just like prom. I ripped this person in half like a phone book. Hey, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing to me? No, no, no! (laughs) (laughs) Do you let them know when they can turn around again? Uh, yeah. I kind of kick the parts of the customer, like, where they can't see them. Oh, where did, where did that other person go? Uh, I told him to leave. I don't know. I, I have no idea where he went. Probably went to Cookie Kiosk next door. Cookies by George. I got it. Mm-hmm. Who even needs to go and pay that much for a cookie cake? Yeah, they're, they're pretty expensive. I like Orange Julius myself. Anyways, I hear sirens. I'd better go. Have fun. Next. (laughs) And scene. People can find me on Twitter at at least L-E-A-S-K. 
And that's about it. I don't don't have much more going on these days. You can find me on Twitter at StreetOverGen, and you can find my artwork at StreetOverGen.com or on the cover to this podcast. You can find me on Twitter at RonchRonchRonch, and you can find my writing on WomenWriteAboutComics.com. I'm Devin. You can find me online at Fred Fett, and you can also hear me co-hosting Multiversal Q with Game Master Luke. And I'm Luke, your Game Master. You can find me on Twitter at at Coltrig, that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G, or at LukeHair.com. Exiled is a listener-supported podcast, where for as little as $1 a month, you can get early episodes each and every week that is possible. You also get invitations to backer special episodes, and... Uh, coming up soon, we are going to have a special award for $10 or more backers. You can find more about us at xoutpodcast.com. That has links to our Patreon, to our image galleries where we have our covers and our fan art and everything else that you might want to see. See you next week. We cut to the uh, post-credits scene where it's uh, Angela, Warlock, and Gene uh, on the space bus as they're uh, going towards the planet. And uh, y'all are just sitting, mostly relaxed, and you stop off at another planet, and there's a uh, big old green guy with red tattoos who gets on and another person wearing a cloak. And they uh, eye the three of you and sit down they're like are you looking to go and beat up some people on mr claus tournament oh yeah yeah then i think you should prepare to get destroyed because it's drax the destroyer and that's that post-credit scene Woo!